But then we go into the emotional side, which I feel like a lot of coaches aren't really hitting as much. And it's so important because just one emotion creates thousands of thoughts. One emotion that you've experienced from your past is going like, just let's just say fear. How many thoughts are being created just from the feeling of fear? It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the Atomi area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my God. In three, two, one, we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 57 of the First Sip podcast. Today, we have on our guest Oliver Phelan. Said it right, right? Phelan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oliver that, that Awesome. Oliver is a life coach. So Oliver was brought to us by a former guest who actually hired Oliver and brought up how much Oliver has done for him in multiple aspects of his life. So much so that he invited us to go sit down, grab breakfast with himself and with Oliver. And when we sat down, we were like, dude, have to get you on the podcast. You have crazy ideals. We like the way you're approaching these things. This is what we talk about, which is wellness inside and out. Mm -hmm. Here we are. So with that being said, Oliver, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. So as discussed, we uh, start every episode with a uh, what you sipping on. So what you got for us today? I got right now water because I didn't have enough time to brew some tea. Okay. This would be uh, some peppermint tea right here. Oh, but that's for uh, later tonight. Yeah. Second, second week in a row, we got a tea drinker. Yeah, dude. What's going on? People yeah. telling me, man, it's the way to go. Maybe maybe we should branch out to the UK just just balance this it out. This is helping our demographic. Wow, you think mm-hmm. that are oh, they they are big on tea over there? Yeah, dude, that's all they drink. Yeah. Wow. wow, I wonder yeah. if we got any listeners out in the UK. Probably not. Probably not. What about you, Dikembe? What do you? I'm think? sipping some coffee because we're American. We have same coffee. Yeah, black coffee. Yeah, mine too. Um, um, is it? Is it? Yeah, it's black. We talked about this um, probably for about 56 weeks now, Albert. What's what's that? How much cream are you still putting in your coffee? There's no creamer in that coffee. All right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so before we <laughs> got double started, check that. <laughs> nah, we don't need to. So I mean, before we got started with the episode, yet. Oliver, you were just saying that you're going out to uh, Arizona and Vegas for a biohacking event. What yeah. is that, dude? Uh, so, yeah, honestly, I've never been to Vegas and I've never been to an event like that. Uh, my friend is speaking for one of the people who are going to be there called FDN, which is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. And he's a public speaker. He's an awesome dude. So all I know is FDN is kind of like lab tests for nutrition. So a lot of people have autoimmune diseases and they get access to these tests that most people don't. I just had him partner with one of my clients and he's getting like 51 or 52 genes tested so then he'll know exactly what supplements are going to work for him and what supplements are not going to work for him um and you could just say overall biohacking is kind of taking health to the next level it's like how do we get here faster better more efficient how do we use technology or different means to get there as well right like how do we biohack our brain health our physical health our cells our eyesight, meditation, how do we improve that? How do we improve performance? Whatever it is. That's kind of how I look at biohacking. So it's going to be cool. There's going to be a lot of cool things that I have no idea are even out there. Um, It's going to be interesting. We might have to go to that next year. A biohacking event? Yeah. That's a lot of stuff we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, Bert. Yeah, it'd be good to meet people. Cold showers, morning walks. all about the cold showers. Flow of the eyes. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. you, You've been on it. 
You I, said another word for it. Yeah, I did not. Here we go. I did not know the word. Let for us it. know next time you're there going because we're there. So, but uh, I just want to touch on real quick. Never been to Vegas though. No. Oh man, how many <laughs> nights are you spending in Vegas? Um, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Are you a gambler? Uh, oh, not really. But like, You'll play I like it. to play craps. Yeah, yeah. I like to play craps mm-hmm. or blackjack. Dude, you have never experienced a gambling atmosphere like the casinos of Las Vegas. It oh, is man. a whole new world. They just give you a whole bunch of free drinks all night, right? I mean, that's just every keep casino. Just spending money. But they're they're on it. That's why I stay away from places like that. Dude, and I, you will not be tired. I don't know if the, the whole you, myth about pumping oxygen into casinos is true. They have to. But you do not get tired mm. at all. They have to do something different. I don't know. I don't know. But you're, dude, yeah, I can't. Just, first time, just be careful. when I went out there for the first time, I was shocked what Vegas was like. Just be careful, Oliver. Okay. I don't want to tell <laughs> you how to lead your time. life. Okay. You're the life coach here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like the crowd I'm with is kind of not that type of crowd. I mean, we're going to Alberts. You can, they, they're not a bunch of like, Alberts. What does that mean? I get it. Yeah. Where, where are you going with that? Yeah. That's what you meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> it is Vegas. <laughs> Something might come up. <laughs> So, so when we sat down, um, one of the things you mentioned where there's four pillars of an individual and like four pillars that you try to access when you approach your life coaching, can you reiterate what those are and like why that's your focus? Yeah. So I feel like one of the biggest things that kind of makes me different as a life coach and even that word, I'm just using life coach as a very broad thing because it's hard to me even to explain exactly what I do. Cause if you've never if you've never been on a roller coaster, you just understand the concept of it. But until you go on it, you're like, oh, this is what the experience is like. So for me, I like to focus on four main pillars and I deem it as inner self leadership. And so the first one is your chief physical officer, your chief mental officer, your chief emotional officer, and then your chief spiritual officer. And each of those areas or parts of you need to be led for you to truly live up to your truest potential, right? So physically, right, I'm also a certified personal trainer. So I do that with my clients. I make sure they're exercising, eating right, sleeping, recovering, and we're getting that base. Like that's the foundation. Let's make sure your fitness and physical health is in line. And then the other one is your chief mental officer. It's like, how do you view yourself? What is your identity? Because your identity is going to create your entire life. What are your beliefs, perspectives? What are your values? And all of that ties into your mindset as well. And that's also part of like limiting beliefs and helping with that. But then we go into the emotional side, which I feel like a lot of coaches aren't really hitting as much. And it's so important because just one emotion creates thousands of thoughts. One emotion that you've experienced from your past is going like, just let's just say fear. How many thoughts are being created just from the feeling of fear? right? You could deem that as anxiety or worry, but you're having thousands of thoughts just on that one feeling. So the emotional aspect, super important there, just helping with emotional intelligence, emotional regulation. What do we do when we're having a bout of anger? We get triggered, we're feeling anxious, we're feeling worried, or we're not feeling as confident in ourselves. What do we do in that, right? How do we recognize the patterns of how these emotions are controlling us, right? Because we can say we're logical creatures, but Mm. we're not AI, (laughs) we're human beings. Um, and then the other side is the spiritual aspect. And that's kind of goes to, for me, that's like, who are you at like a very deep level? Who are you outside of 
the the status of society, right? What is your connection with you know a higher power, whether that's God or the universe or whatever it is, right? Because there's something deeper going on here that we can all kind of contest to, whether you've experienced it or not. It's just that side of it also ties into purpose, right? Like, what is your purpose? What is your passion? What's like fueling you beyond just yourself? What's that grander picture? So I hit on all four of those things and it kind of creates that complete, you know, out view of who that person is and who they want to be, which is the biggest thing. It's like, what do you want and what do you want to be? Hmm. So what do you find is the, I guess, the toughest pillar for people to tap into when you're trying to coach them? Good question. That is a good question. Usually it's the emotional side, right? Because most people are used to mindset, like mindset work. And mindset is everything because your perspective is going to create the meaning you make within your life, right? But the thing is that's deeper than that a lot of times is where is the limiting belief coming from, right? So usually the physical side, that's kind of, that, that can be easy, right? But usually if they're not doing that, it's a, it's a mental thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, let's work with that. And if they're not doing that, well, then it's an emotional thing. And let's dive deep into that. And that's why the emotional side is like guiding someone through healing. Like that's, that's the work. And that's intense work. And it can be hard work because you're looking at the parts of yourself that you've been avoiding for so long. And that's honestly why, you know, I, I love positive thinking. I think having a realistic optimistic outlook is important, but when you're masking your shadow with just positivity, you're never going to heal. You're never going to reach that true potential because you're all over on this side and you're not integrating this side. When in reality, you want to be right there in the middle, Hmm. right? So the spiritual side is usually certain people are more uh, spiritually susceptible than other people. I kind of go in as deep as I want with that, with how susceptible they are. Right. Um, so that's usually not really hard. I just kind of go back and forth with that because I'm not ever going to overstep someone's religious or spiritual ideals. I just bring to them what I've learned and what I've seen, um, which is, you know, spiritually, it really just goes to, you know, love. <laughs> yeah. Does it do, does it bear a heavy toll on you having these conversations? I've always wondered that mm-hmm. like you're, you're a life coach. So these people, if, if you're tapping deep into emotional challenges, right, you're definitely going to expose some difficult conversations or you're going to expose prominent like things that are blocking someone, right. Which has yeah. to be upsetting. Right. I've always wondered the same thing with like psychologists mm-hmm when you're having these conversations, you're uncovering this stuff, does it bear a burden on you or, or is it more of a relief or how does it feel? Yeah, that's a good question because I think for people who aren't doing the work themselves on a daily basis, weekly basis, um, it can really affect your energy. Like it's not, you you know, it, it can be draining, right. If you're not doing the work. So I make sure every day that, continue to serve myself so I can serve others at the highest level. And that's exactly what I have my clients do is making sure they're serving themselves fully so that they can serve other people. Um, and I would say it, it depends sometimes to, but to be honest, it lights me up. It gives me more energy mm. because I can, I can see the pain and I can 
not even so much feel the pain. It's more like sympathy for it. Um, but it's still empathetic where I'm like, okay, I see how much this hurts, but I know that they need to feel this right now so that they can move past it. And then once we kind of allow them to sit in that, feel it, go deeper with it, and then transcend it, then they feel amazing. And then it feels really good. So I usually kind of have this, like you could say veil, so to speak, not where I'm like detached, but I'm not allowing their energy to influence mine because I need to be present with them. Right. I can't, I can't like go off into their emotions so much that we're not doing the work. So how did you, I guess, cause you're right, right around our age, right? You're 28. So yeah. being so young, how did you develop that level of emotional intelligence, you know, and empathy for other people that, once again, we see people who are in their mid forties, fifties, who are still trying to figure that out. And it seems like you are really tapped into that. Yeah. I would say one that can kind of come to your nature. So, um, personality types can come into play. Certain people are going to be more, uh, emotionally aware than other people. Um, also for me, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I feel like people who are more emotionally aware usually go through some type of trauma um, so it's like a double-edged sword. And for me, I know that just growing up, I went through trauma just with um, parents getting divorced, how my father necessarily raised me in terms of just, you know, using fear as a way of parenting, controlling the household, just a lot of stuff that I've had to work through as well as losing my father at 16. You know, when you go through something like that, you know, you go through the darkest depression you've ever been through where you just feel empty. And so for me, I believe that all of those emotionally heavy things that I've went through allow me to hold space for other people. Cause I'm not judging. It's like, we're all human beings and I can hold that space and become aware of it more. And also all the healing I've been through. So the thousands of dollars I've spent on coaches myself to go through this work um, to understand myself more to then bring that work to other people. So that's what I would say. Yeah. I guess you really can't go wrong then. Right. It's like, you're, as you say, you're going along your journey, healing yourself and then finding other people who are kind of going through the same thing and bringing them, you know, bringing them up with you. So, I mean, yeah. how can you not find fashion in that? So <clears throat> you mentioned earlier, you said like, you're just cause I want an example. Cause I want to hear it. <laughs> you're, you're uncovering extreme emotions, how people deal with say triggers or, or someone who, how they're handling anger. Are you coaching in a better way to handle those situations? Or are you trying to figure out why they are getting triggered? I'm helping get to the root of the anger as well as bring them tools to use if they do get triggered. So one, they're getting less triggered because we're going to the root of the issue. So if you're getting triggered, what is that, what is that telling us? That means something in your external environment is causing a certain feeling and emotional reaction within your body, right? So that usually stems from a, spe a specific memory or specific memories in your past where you first kind of experienced that, right? Or something you're not, you haven't been looking at, or maybe you're unconsciously pushing down. And so by getting people into a meditative state and asking them questions, of like what needs to be let go of in this moment for you to step into your true potential, they 
get the answers themselves. I'm just a guide. I'm not exactly telling people exactly what to do. I'll give them recommendations, right, as a coach, but I'm really helping guide them to listen to them, their own selves, their own bodies. Everyone is up here, and we need to be more in here, more in the body, more in the heart. The mind is a great tool. It's great at analyzing, it's great at organizing, it's great at sifting through things, but it's a poor manager, right? When we're up here so much, we're not experiencing ourselves and we're not allowing ourselves to experience ourselves. Because the brain's just like, we need to do more, we need to do more, we need to do more. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> calm down, let's listen, what's coming up? Okay, you need to let, it go, let go of fear, okay? Let's go into that, what's behind that? And their eyes are closed the whole time. They go, oh, you know, they say something else, all right? Go deeper into that, what's there? So I'm helping guide people become more emotionally aware and get further. And usually what happens is, depending on what's coming up, we'll go into a very specific memory, like a very specific memory, where their child self or whenever, whatever age, usually it's child, but it could be whatever age, that they're in that memory and they can see themselves in that memory, right? So imagine like seven-year-old you, watching your parents in an argument where you first saw that and like you're getting anxious from that, right? And so you're talking to your seven-year-old self and helping that seven-year-old self relieve the emotion within that memory. It's called memory reconsolidation. And we have two types of kind of ways we store memories, explicit and implicit. And explicit memories is where it's a emotionally heavy memory. like. Your seven-year-old self is stuck in that memory. Like it's still there. It's still experiencing the emotion. So then you get triggered because you haven't, we haven't resolved that because nobody taught us how to emotionally regulate ourselves. And I wasn't taught in school. Most parents weren't emotionally aware enough to, you know, tell us how to do that. So our nervous system is just like primed for whenever this stimulus comes in that it recognizes, get angry or get anxious. Right? And you're like, why am I having a panic attack right now? Well, something in your environment is triggering something that's within you. Mm. Wow. So you've definitely had people fall on breakdown, right? During these meditative like conversations. And what is it spawning from? Just breath work? Intensive breath work? Um, that's, a, that's a tool I use specific um, for when we really need to get some shit out. Like when we need, really need to get some stuff out and usually it's just a, it's, it's a great tool for people to release certain things, but the majority of it's not through breath work. We might do a little breath work in the beginning, but it's through uh, that modality, memory reconsolidation, parts of memory is also where we're identifying that part of you, right? So if you imagine that kind of like people who have multiple personality disorder, right? Just think that the parts of themselves are just like they can't control they're just going in and out so this parts research is that well every emotion you could say is a specific part of you right if you're experiencing doubt if there's a specific limiting belief it's like what is that voice because that's not you like who is that part of you that's in there that's saying those things that's making you feel anxious and where are you feeling it within your body right because it's all correlated and then we actually get the person to have a visual, right? 
and it's usually them. It could be a figure, it could be a parent, but it's a, a thing that they can see within their mind. And then through a conversation, it sounds crazy, but it works. But through a conversation with that part, we actually get a memory. And there's usually a lot of memories, but we try to find the most distressing and earliest memories. And then through that, we relieve it using a scale of zero to 10, how distressing those emotions are, using varying um, uh, elements and visualization tools. It actually helps to relieve that. And I've seen literally people be like, wow, all the tension I had in my body is suddenly gone. Like literally after they're like, I feel so much better. And then I raise them up and then we bring the energy up. And then from that place, we have affirmations, right? At that place, you can affirm something, right? Because affirmations only work when you are emotionally aligned with it. So then we bring the energy up and then we affirm, how are you going to go about your day? How, how are you going to go about your week? What is change? What is different? Right. And then they can affirm and then they have an action plan and then things are different. Now you brought up personality types and that was something I wanted to dive into a little bit more. When you are working with your clients, do you find a certain personality type that's a little bit easier to work with or that's easier to get through these steps with? Um, A lot of times that can be intuitives. So there's sensors and intuitives. So like I'm an ENFP, if we're talking specifically personality types in terms of Myers-Briggs, which is most people, um, what they what they know of, of those 16 personality types. Mm-hmm. And so there's introverted, extroverted, intuitive, sensing, thinking, feeling, and then judging or perceiving, right? So ENFP, INFJ, um, well, usually what I find is intuitives are going to naturally be more inclined to do this type of work because intuitives are a little bit more in kind of like the what if, where sensing types are a little bit more in like what is. However, I wouldn't say that one personality type um, benefits from it. I think they all benefit from it. It might just be how... How difficult is it for that person to go into themselves? Hmm. Like how, like what's in the way so much? And I don't think that's necessarily personality type. It's more so um, what they've gone through and what they're going through. Do you, do you have a, uh, like a de- defining or a specific uh, moment that from your coaching experience so far that like you're proud of that you can share not, not to give away anyone's obviously past or any baggage or anything, but was there an aha moment where you sat there with a client and you came across like a massive hurdle or reached the top of a mountain kind of thing? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's been a bunch almost sure. like every client has those experiences. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think one of the, one of the really awesome ones that I've experienced was actually with, um, was with Josh, mm. right. Um, that was on the podcast and we met up with, yeah. mm-hmm. he, he just had so many insights that have come to him within the meditation where again, this, this, this is a guy who's like a go-getter. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a high achiever. He's very much like go, go, go do, do, do like going through, like making shit happen. 
right? Mm-hmm. And for him to dive deep into himself and then realize that certain things from his past were affecting him now, and then like just come up with these like eight C's of confrontation or his values, right? Like we like brought out of him like his actual values and instilled those, as well as like healing from things that he hasn't looked at for so long like that just threw me that was just like wow okay like that was beautiful and also my one client that we've it's been it's been a month so far and he's already lost 40 pounds was wow you know he was also you know fair you know he was over 300 pounds but he's lost 40 pounds he feels um yeah he feels he feels um feels amazing like he um he was not doing well <laughs> before before and we like started before and then he kind of fell off for a month and then i was like okay like we need to make this happen come on mm-hmm. um and then we've had a month consistent and yeah 40 pounds mentally feeling so much better and he's worked with so many other people and almost every time he's mentioned to me like usually he'd be like yeah man i'm like i'm done like i'm done like I'm going to fall off. He even told me in the very beginning, he's like, yeah, yeah, kind of someone that like starts doing it and then like falls off. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to let that happen. And he kind of did. But once we kind of was, once we were actually consistent for like four, five weeks. Yeah. He's like, I don't feel that happening at all. Like it's very different, like a 180. You know, things are still coming up because, you know, it's the, the work takes work, but were you that's, able to, that's been really awesome. Were you able to identify like what was what was different about this time versus the last time he went through this with other coaches? Just his mindset. Like just him saying that is different. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of the things that we're, I'm doing with him, um, even just the sessions and the habits that he's tracking, the workouts, because I have a whole back end thing people do as we're doing the sessions too, is it's all being impressed in his subconscious mind. So if his other coaches weren't doing something to unconsciously change and just were like surface level stuff, then yeah, he's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But through the work that we're doing, he's getting very deep with himself. So we're changing the operating system. What happens when you change the operating system? Everything changes. Yep. Right. So that's been really awesome to see. It's like going from Windows XP to Windows 11. I mean, 45 pounds is a lot. Big, big step he, up. He, like, he, can imagine when he stands up. Like, imagine right. if you took a 45 pound vest off. But that's what I, and you know, how much I was going to ask feel. if that was, you know, because it sounds like you're saying you take like a, we, you know, we talked about holistic wellness last week, um, like a holistic approach to working with your clients. It's not just, okay, you know, let me have this conversation with you, but you're also putting them through other activities or other tasks that will give them that complete change, right? That complete mindset shift. Like you're saying, most people, who might be going through something like it's crazy how much a workout, you know, or a workout routine can really change and shift your mind. And like you're saying, I don't know if he was doing that before when he was with another coach, but I can only imagine if he's getting this type of conversation, you know, with you on a weekly basis. And then also having that, you know, it sounds like you're building an environment, like a whole thing for him so that he also has other things to do when he's not with you. And yeah. I can only imagine the impact that that's, that's getting him. What is your, what does your regimen look like, Oliver? Like, what do you do for Oliver when you wake up? What are you doing to, cause you said you have to start with yourself, you right? Live it, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to live it. You got to walk the walk. It's a big thing we're about on this podcast is walking the walk. Um, but you said in order to deal with 
the emotional baggage that people are tossing at you and trying to overcome with you together, you got to get in the right space. So what are you doing um, typically to, to get right? Yeah. So right now, because, uh, well, three days out of the week, I have those early morning sessions. So 6am I'm in the gym with one of my clients and then I have back to back, um, that client and then another client. So, and then they're 30 minutes away. So I usually get up right now, three, three days out of the week, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, get up at five. So I got about 30 minutes and I'm cool with that right now because after I do my stuff too, but I make sure first thing I do is I get up, I look at my, I look, look at my laptop. Usually I wouldn't say like view that stuff right away. But what I do is I read my vision. I read my vision. I read my affirmations that are specific to me. And what I do with that is I get myself in a heightened state. I'm like, first thing in the morning, my vibration is going up. So I get myself in a heightened state. I read it with energy. I read it with purpose. I read it with power and it makes me feel really good. And then once I'm up in that state, I then breathe for about five, 10 minutes, meditate, just bringing my body now into a relaxed state, kind of saying like, hey, what we just did, like this, this elevated feeling is good, right? Because your cortisol is naturally going to spike up first thing in the morning. So I make sure to do that first thing. And then when I drive to my clients, I'm listening to affirmations or an audiobook. but I'm just boom, go right into my subconscious. And I'm actually listening to the same vision that I just recorded and other affirmations and just, just going right in there. And I feel great from that because I, when I'm hearing it, I'm seeing it and feeling it. So I'm like driving this with a smile, like, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Crazy. And then um, usually a lot of times after I'm done training, you know, it's eight o'clock at that point, I'll go work out myself because I'm already there at the gym. So I'll work out and then hit the sauna. It was cooking today it was like 180 190 oh like, that's hot yeah how long hot. were you in there for i love the song like 15 minutes but sometimes i like pushing it but that time usually i just i stick at 15 minutes right now 180 is hot yeah when i mean it was 190 that's a good hot. session it's a good session yeah. that's yeah. hot the one yeah, i was, was in yesterday was 150 i was in there for 25 minutes and i was starting to redline <laughs> yeah, yeah, i was feeling was crazy 20. okay so you so you, you spend your time in the sauna yeah so sauna you know Come back home as I'm driving back, usually audiobook or podcast, or whatever it is. Um, or the affirmations again. Again, just if I'm driving, I'm going to be putting good things into my mind, right? Because I'm already doing that. And then usually from there, it's either get to work, you know, make some content, or I'll spend actually a little bit more time just meditating, right? Especially if I have like a session, I'll just, I'll meditate. 15 to 30 minutes. I like to do a little bit longer ones. I know, I think 10 minutes is good for everyone, but when you can do it a little bit longer, you just get into such a place of peace for me. So that's what I like to do. Um, and then at night, usually I like to journal. So I like to do it sometimes in the morning, just not right now with my schedule, unless I'm not training clients, I'm not training clients. Then, you know, I read the affirmations, I meditate, I journal, I work out, I'll maybe even do a cold shower. I don't do that all the time, I'll be honest, but <laughs> but I do love doing them because it just spikes up your dopamine. You feel so good after. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'd rather jump into a nice bath, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be I've been looking at and just getting. 
Oh, there you go. They're expensive yeah. though, dude. What what's the really have you looked at them online? Uh, no, not actually. No, they have like, they have like blow up. They have like uh like these weird like bathtubs are like 70 bucks. Oh, I was talking about the um there's like, like the official like ice bath. No. There's like a like a tub that's like twelve hundred dollars that like the water gets is like cold. Yep. Yeah, nice cap of ice on the top. Mm-hmm. Gotta break it down. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. I've seen them. Yeah. You gotta get that on the range. What, what inflatable one are you talking about though? We're gonna have to talk don't, about Don't don't tell them. Don't tell them because the next time I come over here, I'm going to see it inside the basement. Yeah, I mean, just go on Amazon and look up ice bath and you'll find like um, these like portable ones. Here we go. Thanks, Oliver. I'm just going to take it. Thanks, man. Here we go. I got to give him the the See him diving into it already. (laughs) He's like, let me me find this. It will be here tonight. It will be here tonight. Okay, cool. Um, no, that that's great, man. I, I think everything that you're doing um, is awesome. How long does you sp- like? What's your cycle like with the customer? How long are you specifically working with the client? Are you trying to form a? That's a good question. Obviously, you're going to be friends, right? You would hope so. Yeah. Um, but is a ch- I wouldn't want. It'd be nice to have a coach, but I mean, I wouldn't want to work with you every day forever. Not because you're not a good dude, but I want to be able to get better myself. Mm-hmm. So. What's the typical uh, cycle look like to see progress? Yeah. And obviously that's a good thing. Like that's the goal. Right. Um, and that's why for me also building out some stuff um, for when clients are done to be like, Hey, if you want to stick with the ecosystem, here's a membership type of thing. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just uh, what I have and what I do is solely one-on-one because that's just where the most changes. Yeah. Um, but I do have some group stuff coming uh, soon. But yeah, it's usually, I usually go to three months and uh, that usually leads to six months. So typically I, I mention it's it's probably going to take six months and that's usually how long you want because it gives a little bit more space, right? Because everyone's doing, you know, three month challenges or three month this. And that's great. I, I will start with that. And I usually always tell them, yeah, we'll just start with three months. And at the end of three months, we'll see where you're at. And if it seems like continuing makes sense, then we'll continue for the six months that I usually do. But if not, then you're all good. You'll have, you'll know what to do. Right. Because the biggest thing with that again is we got to, we got to get through all this shit that is stopping them from being the person they want to be first right hmm. and within that they're, they're building the habits but it's like that emotional stuff and mental stuff that can take some time depending how much they've been through they've hmm. been through a lot it's going to take a little bit longer hmm. i like that approach first three months see how you do then we'll go for another six well for another three months then probably really sets in at that point. Yeah. I mean, I was just curious. I yeah. know that it's a, it's a like important thing. And you were, you were bringing up also like, well, some of the things that you listen to on a daily basis, um, audiobooks, and we usually have like content recs at the end, but I really, uh, for me, I've been tapping into Jim Rohn a lot this year. And I want to know, like, do you listen to a lot of like personal development, like audiobooks and things like that? Uh, I have a lot. Um, one of the recent ones I finished was success through a positive mental attitude hmm. by Napoleon Hill. Okay. Um, I think that one's by Napoleon. No, another goat right there. Yeah. I have to double check that. Um, and also if you go on Spotify, you can get the audio recording of, uh, think and grow rich, mm-hmm. but it's like a, a great condensed one. one. So it's not the whole book. It's kind of like a summary of each mm-hmm. chapter. That one's really great. Just 
yeah. listen to that. It's like 45 yep. minutes. Um, also, um, what was the other? Oh, Neville Goddard. I've been listening to a lot. Mm. Write that He's, one down. Uh, yeah, he talks a lot about the use of your imagination to bring what you want into reality and that your imagination is kind of like is the key to that. Like everything starts from your imagination. How do you get people to tap back into their imagination? Because I remember listening to somebody like two years ago, and I forget exactly who was saying, but I think he, he was, he was a creative director that used to work for Nike. And he said that one thing he never lost as he got older was his childhood curiosity. You know, he said, as kids like walk through a city, you know, where are they look and they're always looking up and around them. When adults are walking through the city, they're always looking down, right? Looking at their phone, just trying to get to the next thing. So working with adults, working with millennials, how do you keep people just curious? How do you keep them just with that creative spin? Slow down. Damn. Slow it down. Because <laughs> the world is moving way too fast. And that's why we see a lot of anxiety on depression. Like we need to keep up. It's like, keep up with what? The, I, the thing your brain is trying to say that you need to do to validate who you are. It's dude. And it, not to interrupt you, but it, it's, that's such an easy thing to say, right? Slow down, mm -hmm. but it is so hard to slow yeah. down. Like I put a, um, I told, I was telling the Kembe and I had to restart it because we need it for the podcast, but I deleted my Instagram. Cause I, I just hate it. I hate it so much. I hate social well, media. Let's let, let me piggyback on that too, because I would challenge you to ask yourself, like, what about it? Is it that you hate my time? Is it the things that is the it the time, time I'm wasting? Or, because like, like you're saying, I have to spend a lot of time on social media too. So does Oliver, right. From a, from a business standpoint. And I think for me, like after all, like, like you're saying, you realize you do spend a lot of time looking at, it's That's like, what am I taking in? So much time. I, I hate it. And that's where I like, I remember another person I was listening to, uh, Marty Woodward. He said like, there are certain types of people that you should be following, right? If you're going to spend time on this platform, if you're going to spend time taking these things in, you should fill your diet. You should fill your consumption with a certain type of, of person, right? Because like you're saying, it will start changing how you, how you look at these things, how you like to perceive like what you're doing with your time. Um, and I know for me, like, I'm just going to speak for myself, like why I've been switching over, like unfollowing a whole bunch of these people is just kind of like, listen, a lot of these accounts looks like it's another like porn account on, on, on social media. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah. we got to unfollow half these girls. Sure. Right. Half these people flashing money who probably don't even have real money in real life because it's like, you start buying and it's like you said, you start buying into this concept of, Oh my God, this person's doing that or that person's doing that. And I got to try to just keep up, keep up, keep up. Or you're looking at other people and the milestones are hitting or just some of the things they're getting. It's like, why am I not getting that? And it really does, I think, start messing. Well, for me, I know it started messing with my mind and I was like, all right, I got to shut all this down right on follow 75% of these accounts I'm following and just fill it with things that I'm actually trying to really pursue things that really make me happy things that are really going to just make me feel better. Right. Sure. And not things that just make me feel like, Oh man, every time I look at this, I just want to throw my phone across the room. So yeah. I don't know. And everybody's timeline is different. Right. So it's, that's another interesting thing is to see the social feed, right? They call it a feed for a reason. It's like, we're feeding ourselves with stuff. So yeah. no, and I mean, I'm not saying you can't find value in social yeah. media. Um, but I was just reiterating Oliver's point of mm -hmm. slowing down the difficulty behind it. I deleted it because I would always just be like reaching for my phone. Mm -hmm. Like it is, if you, if people just realize how much time we waste, not in the moment, 
right? Like we, like can be said, when you walk through the city, you're looking down. Mm-hmm. There's, there are so many times I was in a meeting today. I was on a zoom call and our company is launching a new product, a proprietary product for us that is going to revolutionize the way that we submit business and allow it to be marketed mm. on the zoom. One of the images was a conference room. Like we could see it from an aerial view. Like we we're like a Falcon, like looking in <laughs> three of the women were sitting there scrolling through their phones. Mm-hmm. We were on a Zoom with the CEO was on the Zoom and their mind in the moment couldn't even allow them to focus on the meeting. The meeting was an hour. Yeah. And I was out. The reason tying it back to Instagram, bro, there's so much time that I'm sitting on the couch with my wife, Mm -hmm. my unbelievable, beautiful wife, and I'm not taking her in. Mm -hmm. I'm wasting my time on fucking Instagram. Mm -hmm. Bro, I hate Instagram. I'm getting mad thinking about it. That's the thing I think. Um, But yeah, dude. And I was yeah, like, yeah, it's hard. I made a post yesterday that was like, what's, what's the greatest gift you can give someone? The greatest gift you can give someone is your presence. Mm. Right? So the greatest gift you can give your wife is being present there fully. Right? Because that's what's, that's what's missing. And that's almost part of the coaching I do too is like a lot of these people are very busy. Right. So I almost like force them to slow down by like, you're having this coaching session with me and you're going to sit there, close your eyes and just breathe and just like be here. Cause there's, there's nothing else that is really going on besides you right here in this moment. Everything else is just being made up in here. All right. I mean, just give, give yourself some love, some grace, some patience, some peace. What you're saying, like, I don't know if it's if it's ever going to get easier, right, to continue to unplug ourselves from these things because we're just getting just pumped and pumped with just more stimulus on a, on a yearly basis. And I think it takes effort. It's going to take effort. But that's the thing. It's taking more and more effort. Like 50 years ago, our parents never had to deal with half of the things we have to deal with just because the technology wasn't where it is. Oh, of course. And I think that's, you know, like you see all these regulations they're trying to come out with against social media, these oh, big yeah. tech companies to limit their reach. And you're seeing it already being implemented in other countries. So that's why I say like the the effort needs to be there, but how tough of a battle is this really, you know, that people are getting into and is it going to take more and more, you know, coaching, is it going to take more of a, of a present environment to bring people out, right? We joke about the metaverse and people literally tapping into that 24 seven, but I think it's going to take people like you, right. To be like, yo, you're spending too much time on that. Put down the headset right now, right? And let's let's go outside. Oh, Let, let's go do some stuff. I will gladly right? be an anti-metaverse advocate. <laughs> because you understand balance. Yeah, well, I'm trying. And that's what you're trying yeah. to get more to get better and better at. And I don't think enough people, like you're saying, are just trying because it's it's not the easy thing to do. The easy thing is, all right, let me sit here, log on to the computer, hop in with the boys, and then I'm good to go. Pick up my phone, scroll Instagram for the next couple of hours, get that quick dopamine hit over and over and over. I'm good. How do you, Oliver, how do you like make your clients feel more present in the moment? What is your focus when you're trying to get your client to lock in? Because even probably listening to you is difficult, right? You definitely, there's, it, I know myself when, I mean, especially specifically in school, just because I have like a focus problem, <laughs> but trying to pay attention and living in the moment is a difficult thing to do. So li- listening to a life coach who you're invested in and you want to listen to, how do you make sure that you lock them in and that they're living in that moment? Well, for one, I get them to, this depends on what we're doing, but you know, if we're doing breath work, like your breath is going to bring you right into the present moment. Cause if you one also close your eyes, so 
we're taking a stimulus away, which is your eyesight. So now your eyes are closed. And you can really only just tune in with your body, tune in with yourself. And then if you just focus on your breath, that inhale, that sensation of inhaling, the sensation of exhaling, that giving and receiving right on the tip of the nostril as well, how it expands the chest, how the chest comes up, comes down. Like you just, you're just there and you're within yourself. So I'm helping them through the guidance of what I'm saying is helping them tune in and get out of here and then drop into the body. Like how, how are you feeling within your body? And if I'm just trying to get them to be present, it's also about being able to tune into your body. Cause even you can be like right there with the person you ever like have a conversation with someone or like you're having a conversation or maybe you're at a party or wherever you're at networking event and you're just like you're starting to like disassociate or like you're just not there like you start getting in your head about stuff and you're there but you're like not there right and it's usually because we get back up in here in our head when to ground ourselves in the present again i use breath i use our senses right close your eyes and just What's all the things you can hear? The faintest sound, the loudest sound, the sounds in between, the silence. Just that will bring you right into the present. That's mindfulness. I feel like silence is the hardest one to hear. Just just sitting there and just realizing how just just sitting in your silence. That's why I tell you, I love my morning meditation now because it's especially like you were talking about getting up early, you know, just kind of sitting there silently. That's been come, become one of my favorite things over the past year get up early, sit there. And it's just so quiet because obviously most people are still sleeping, but you just get to sit there for 10, 20 minutes and just let your thoughts, you know, just come to you and just, just get that clarity, you know, on what it is that you really just want to do. Especially for me, it's like, okay, what do I have to do for the day? You know, how do I want to take these things down? And man, man, does it help. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate it, man. And all the insights that you gave, we don't want to take up <clears throat> too much of your time. Do you have other than the couple of the books that you dropped? I mean, you gave a bunch success through a positive mental attitude, thinking grow rich, I believe you said. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a classic Neville Goddard. Yeah. Um, you, have, you have a content yeah, or even a product. Audio books by Neville Goddard, uh, not audio books, just go on YouTube, look up Neville Goddard. Mm -hmm. Um, he has a ton of audios. Um, I would say another really good book is The Tao of Inner Peace. Mm. So that's T-A-O, Tao of Inner Peace. There's a there's a bunch of uh, portable um, ice bats on Amazon, by the way. You see? Yeah. You see? Here we I go. Know, that's the only content Ricky cares about. That is the only one. There's a, oh, dude. There's Jesus. no world in which this is not in my backyard the Jesus. next time. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> See, we're, this is what we're dealing with now. Albert looking up ice baths. Sorry. <laughs> nice, nice. Anything else? Um, I would say a really awesome audiobook, not audiobook, app to download. So you can start listening to yourself, affirm certain things, and impress your subconscious mind every day is the app Think Up. Hmm. Hmm. So Think Up allows you to, and the paid version is not that much. I think it's like, uh, like 40 or 50 bucks for a year, maybe 75 bucks for a lifetime, whatever. Sure. But you can record your ah. affirmations. You can record, I mean, whatever you want. And then they have music and then it has the music and uh, whatever you record. And it just, it aligns perfectly. And then it repeats, it loops. Wow. 
you can even like, if you have certain music on like Apple music, then it, like you can put that in there as well. Uh, hold so on, Oliver, hold on, hold me. on, stop, 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 hold you on. You about to say what I'm about to say? Hold on. So you're telling me just because Dikembe loves listening to Dikembe. So you're telling Oliver, me that Dikembe, the business can, wheels are spinning. that Dikembe can record himself saying something. One you of his... To- we about to drop a whole e-book? phrases, sure, and put music tie like like Migos to it in the background. Oliver, my brother's a producer. Oh my gosh, we're gonna chop up an ebook. I see the look on your face. I see the look on your face. Oh, God. oh I don't man, know about here we go. Putting in your own beats, I don't know how that works. With it. I just know that they have music. Yeah. I just know it's like you have whatever you want to say plus music, and it loops. So you don't have to like repeat it, and it's Bro. you know your subconscious mind is just listening to it. We have to come out with a morning motivation ebook. Dude, he, it's not an ebook. It's just a phrase. No, no, no. We're going to drop a whole ebook. But his, his is maybe a mixed thing up is just a phrase. We like, can maybe drop like 10 tracks. No, no. It can be as long as you want. As long yeah, as we're right. recording it. <laughs> Take this. We're going to drop 10 tracks. Okay, Oliver. Each one is going to be a different affirmation. Wow. Wow. I can't give away the whole book. Okay. Because then people are going to steal this idea. But um, we'll, 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 post that, we'll post that on Audible. Yeah, yeah. Just know that we're going to. This, this is us. Bro, you want in? Or no, no, you guys could take this. Okay. I've already had that idea. I've already, I've already had that idea too. What I just haven't. <laughs> I haven't, I just haven't done it. Yet. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to you about that membership thing you were talking about after, but you know, that's all fair conversation. Yeah. All Very fair nice. conversation, man. Wow. He dropped a lot. Wow. We got some, we got some gems here. He dropped it. What's your content record of the week? Ooh, I kind of wanted to go last because I know it's the best one. It's better than yours. I do. Honestly, I didn't even, I wasn't even really, really prepared today. Wow. That was like me a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't, I didn't. It happens. Life comes at you I fast. Was, yeah. When you said that we had Oliver coming on, I was like, wow, I need to, just because I knew he was going to have so many and his are just better than mine. Well, you're going to like this one. The Adam Project on Netflix. Ah, uh, this is my kind of content, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it, Oliver? Are you a no, TV guy? Do you watch like TV movies? I, I watch, well. I watch anime. <laughs> Ooh. What watch. What's your anime. favorite anime? That's like asking a kid in the candy store. Uh, <laughs> um, you mean like, I mean, you mean like your favorite two I mean, or three? Naruto's a goat. You know, I even got him back mm-hmm. there. Um, I mean, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, you know, you could say there's a mainstream, but, you know, Attack on Titan is great. Um, there you go. Wolf's Reign is amazing. Um, I used to love Dragon Ball Z as a kid. What's that one you just watched on Amazon? Arcane? Oh, the, uh, yeah. Wait, on that wait, on, uh, yeah, apparently that's that's been really good. I, I want to drop one more content. Awesome. Okay. Oh, um, good. He's. You see this right here? You got the full set. These twelve books. Yeah. If you want, like, your like take actual personal development and instill it into a story about the greatest samurai that ever lived in a fictional mm. way, and you get vagabond. And mm. this was honestly. And this was a recommendation from my roommate. <laughs> He's like, it was so funny because he showed me the book and I was like, this is amazing. I bought all 12 right away. <laughs> he was like, you can't do that. He was so, he was so mad because he grew up like reading them all. Okay. But Vagabond, like amazing story, amazing art and like the best life lessons you can get through a story way. Not just like, oh, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. It's like. No, you're following this beautiful journey and you're watching him grow. And as he grows, you're growing. It's like, wow. Okay. Man, I like that so much because I was just talking to my brother about that last week, about how oh, we, we both know just like oh. anime and like personal development um, and kind of like how now that I'm older, I realize how many of these heroes, these people that we would uh, just 
look at and just admire in these shows all went through like their own personal development the right that hero's journey of like coming out you know some person can't really do anything or they're this weak person then they meet this guru or this mentor or some coach or they yeah. join a team of people and now they come into them their full selves and now they're just kicking ashes across the world that's um the best thing i love about dragon ball z right like goku went through that how many every season yeah pretty much every single one and that's that's also why i love um naruto because mm-hmm. um even at one point i had the idea of uh making a youtube channel where as a life coach i would react to naruto yeah you um, should. just do it i'm just not, I'm like not an editor and <laughs> I, <don't> have, <laughs> I have clients that i gotta serve so when i have a little more time i will dedicate to that but um i did get like a couple episodes out just like you know for me it's that learning curve so it's like getting used to that first um but yeah so many like it's crazy watching the first episode to knowing what happens all the way in the future you're like yo this is epic exactly like it yep. instills so much of what you believe is what you become mm-hmm. as long as you continue to have that belief yeah right Right. That's why I try to put you on an avatar, the last airbender. Bro, oh, I bet so you, I, I bet you, do you know how many, cause I know that anime is like a huge, not, not for me, but I know it's like a huge world mm-hmm. and marketplace. Um, bro, you would probably blow up on YouTube if you made life coach videos connecting anime 100%. to life lessons. Oh, you got to do it. Bro, you should even maybe do it with some reels. Maybe just start off with like 60 second reels. Yeah. Like, identifying the goals and like mental journey concepts, of an episode quick and little tie concepts, it to yeah. a specific, there are so many people that would relate to that. I would really, I would watch that every day. We're going to introduce you to a content creator when we're here. Done. We go. Here we go. Cause we're, yeah, that, I mean, Hey, that would, that would be helpful. Cause yeah, again, yeah. it's like the, the editing side of certain things is like, that's where the time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I can, I can learn to do it, but how much, is it worth learning to do it when right now I also want to build my business? No, exactly. you just pay for it. Just do it and like you said, submit yeah. the content, have it paid yeah. for, make it even better. And then first sip takes 5% of the overall revenue when it happens down the road. <laughs> there you go. Bundle it up with that Put ebook. Contract, and right? <laughs> yeah, bundle it up with the ebook and we're good to go. Yeah. You see? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Exactly. No, no. That's it. I mean, I'm good. Uh, this has been excellent. Oliver, do you have anything else that you want to touch on before we sign off? No, I think that's it. Obviously, guys, if you want to check out the content that I have or reach out, just have a conversation, you know, see what I'm doing. You know, you can check me out on Instagram at Oliver Phalant. Last name is spelled F-E-H-L-A-N-D-T. I'm mostly on Instagram and, you know, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, but yeah, you'll mainly find me on IG. Hmm. We'll tag it up for you too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll tag it up. Well, thanks so much for the time, man. You were fantastic. We'll have you back. We'll check back in how uh, Josh is doing and and any other clients that you come across. Mm -hmm. And as always, everyone, enjoy the first sip. Mm -hmm.